0: Listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of murder and assault that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13.
1: On August twentieth, 1987, in Altdorf, Germany, beech tree leaves drifted to the ground, blanketing the grounds of an
0: ancient castle. And covering the ritualistically disemboweled body of George Stein, famed investigator of the missing Amber Room. The
1: Amber Room, which hasn't been seen since its disappearance from Nazi-controlled Königsberg Castle in April of 1945, is easily the most expensive missing masterpiece in the world. The room's elaborately carved and bejeweled amber wall panels are worth over 500 million dollars.
0: With that kind of money on the line, how far would you go to possess the Amber Room? Would you lie? Would you steal?
1: Would you kill?
0: Hi, I'm Richard.
1: And I'm Molly. Welcome to Gone, the show where we search for everything missing.
0: Each week we examine mysterious disappearances and the theories they spawned, from the Amber Room to Michael Rockefeller, Picasso paintings to the Etruscan language, the Roanoke colony to the lost Russian cosmonauts. If it disappeared, we're looking for it. If you want to listen to more episodes, you can find them on your favorite podcast directory or on our website, parcast.com. This episode, we are focusing on the Amber Room which disappeared from the Baltic port city of Königsberg in April 1945.
1: You may be scratching your head right now and wondering how on
0: earth an entire room can disappear. To clarify, the Amber Room wasn't actually a room. The name refers to a set of towering, amber, gold, and jewel-encrusted wall panels that could be moved to different rooms.
1: And the Amber Room did move, many times.
0: Andreas Schluter, an architect, and Gottfried Wolfram, a carver, began construction on the amber panels in 1701 in order to impress the newly crowned king of Prussia, Frederick I.
1: That's Prussia with a P, not Russia with an R. Prussia was a Germanic kingdom that officially formed the same year the construction began on the amber panels.
0: Unfortunately, Schluter and Wolfram never completed their work, and the panels ended up stored in Frederick I's castle basement. Frederick I's son, Frederick William, was eager to give the amber wall panels away.
1: So, in 1716, Frederick William gifted the Amber Room's wall panels to the Tsar of Russia, Peter the Great. But it wasn't until 1770 that Catherine the Great refurbished and finished the Amber Room.
0: The renovated Amber Room glowed golden in the sunlight and looked like it belonged in a fairy tale. The elaborately carved amber frescoes, accented with glittering jewels, dazzled visitors from around the world. Amber-framed mirrors and four vibrant stone mosaics complemented the wall panels.
1: The completed Amber Room remained a cherished installation at the Catherine Palace for 170 years until the Nazis invaded the Soviet Union
0: on June 22, 1941. Antoli Kuchimov, a young Soviet curator, was in charge of evacuating all of the most valuable treasures from the Catherine Palace before the Nazi soldiers closed in on St. Petersburg.
1: Kuchimov was determined to save the Amber Room. But when he tried to remove one of the panels, the amber crumbled, so Kuchimov decided
0: to hide them. He overlaid the Amber Room panels with fake cloth walls. But when the Nazis seized Catherine Palace in September of 1941, they discovered the Amber Room behind the cloth walls almost immediately.
1: It took six Nazi soldiers only 36 hours to take down the Amber Room's wall panels and ship them to Königsberg in historic Prussia.
0: The Nazis put the Amber Room on display at Königsberg Castle in the Knights Hall for the next four years until April of 1945, when Soviet forces fought the Nazis for control of Königsberg.
1: After the Nazis surrendered on April 9th, the Amber Room mysteriously disappeared. Our first theory hinges on the possibility that the Nazis smuggled the Amber Room out of Königsberg on the doomed ship, the Wilhelm Gustloff.
0: Our second theory is that the Nazis hid the Amber Room in a secret bunker or a salt mine. This is the theory that George Stein endorsed, and we'll investigate whether his search for that Nazi bunker ended in his murder.
1: Our third theory revolves around a stunning possibility, What if Soviet troops were the ones who stole or destroyed the Amber Room in April of 1945? And what if the Soviet government created an elaborate hoax to hide the role their own soldiers played in the loss of a cultural treasure? Follow us down the rabbit hole as we delve into three tales of intrigue and untimely death.
0: Our first theory is that the Nazis stored the Amber Room's panels aboard the Wilhelm Gustloff, which sunk. To investigate this theory, we need to travel to the ocean floor, where the wreckage of the Wilhelm Gustloff lies covered in barnacles and fishing nets.
1: Looters and grave robbers have stripped the ship of most of its valuables, but some divers remain convinced that the Amber Room's panels still lie nestled in crates somewhere on the sunken ship.
0: The Wilhelm Gustloff was a sizable cruise liner. At 684 feet and one inch in length, it was just under 200 feet shorter than the Titanic. But it
1: beat the Titanic in the one competition you never want to win. Six times as many people died when it sank.
0: The Wilhelm Gustloff started life as a cruise ship for the Nazi organization Kraft durch Freude, or Strength Through Joy. When the Nazis began their invasion of Europe in 1939, it was converted first into a hospital ship and then into a barracks ship for U-boat trainees. It remained docked in Gdynia, Poland until 1945 when it became part of Operation Hannibal.
1: The goal of Operation Hannibal was to evacuate Nazi soldiers and civilians from eastern Prussia by sea before the Soviet army claimed the region. The Wilhelm Gustloff was one of hundreds of ships taking part in the evacuation.
0: Hundreds of Nazi soldiers and thousands of civilians streamed aboard the Wilhelm Gustloff, desperate to escape the Soviets. Several people later came forward and admitted they also saw Nazi agents smuggling the Amber Room's wall panels on board the ship during the evacuation. And it's these accounts that form the linchpin of our first theory.
1: Despite the fact that the ship carried over 5,000 children, the presence of military personnel and the ship's anti-aircraft guns meant the ship was still a war vessel and an acceptable target for Allied forces. Unfortunately, the ship's anti-aircraft guns were malfunctioning due
0: to the cold weather. As the Wilhelm Gustloff navigated through deep waters to avoid potential mines, Soviet submarine S-13 ship quickly spotted the large ship. The submarine's commander, Alexander Marinesco, ordered his crew to fire torpedoes at the Nazi vessel.
1: Hundreds of passengers died instantly when the Soviet torpedoes struck. The survivors of the detonations were trapped on a rapidly sinking
0: ship. Freezing temperatures hampered the evacuation. Most of the lifeboats were frozen in place passengers lost precious time attempting to chip them free and lower them into the water.
1: Many jumped straight into the frigid water in an attempt to save themselves. But with the air already at zero degrees Fahrenheit, the passengers couldn't survive in the icy waters for long.
0: Within an hour, the Wilhelm Gustloff slipped below the waters, sinking to the ocean's depths.
1: Rescue boats were only able to save a few hundred passengers, leaving as many as 9,000 to die. This was the worst maritime disaster in recorded history.
0: In the decades following World War II, rumors began to circulate that the Amber Room could be found on the sunken ship. But acting on those rumors is illegal. The Wilhelm Gustloff is now a designated war grave, which means salvagers who dive to the wreckage Are breaking the law. Yet, divers continue to explore the sunken ship, stealing every last piece of salvage.
1: That means if a diver did find the panels, they might be inclined to keep them secret or sell them on the black market.
0: And sadly, this is why we probably won't find the amber panels on the Wilhelm Gustloff. If they ever were on board, it's hard to believe they wouldn't have been found and sold already. Most likely, they were never there in the first place.
1: Agreed. But if the Amber Room didn't sink to a watery grave, then we need to consider our next theory. What if the Nazis hid the Amber Room in a secret bunker?
0: We'll return to our story in just a moment from the Parcast Network. And now, back to Gone.
1: It's time to examine our second theory. The Amber Room was hidden in Germany in a secret Nazi bunker codenamed B.S.C.H. Our search now brings us to a Soviet newspaper article released on July 6, 1958.
0: A Russian reporter named Dmitriev breathlessly informed his readers that he was a member of a secret Soviet team that searched for the Amber Room a decade earlier in December of 1949. Dmitriev begged Soviet readers to send in any potential information on Nazis who might have hidden the Amber Room. And in June of 1959, just one year after Dmitriev's article came out, an eerily similar article appeared in the Freie Welt, a newspaper circulated in Soviet-controlled East Germany.
1: In the Freie Welt article, a professor named Gerhard Strauss asked readers to send him any information they had on where Nazis might have concealed the
0: Amber Room. A German man known only by the codename Rudi Ringel saw the article and wrote in to Professor Strauss with an astounding claim. In
1: 1949, a decade before the article appeared, Ringel was rummaging around in his family's basement when he found a leather bag filled with secret Nazi documents belonging to his deceased father.
0: One document instructed Ringel's father to take the 42 boxes that contained the Amber Room's priceless panels to a secret location, codenamed BSCH. Another document
1: confirmed that Ringel's father had successfully hidden the crates in BSCH. It stated, quote, Action Amber Room concluded. Storage in BSCH. Access blown up. Casualties through enemy action,
0: end quote. These documents were irrevocable proof that the Amber Room was successfully smuggled out of Königsberg to a secret Nazi bunker. But here's where things get tricky. Ringel burned the documents.
1: Ringel claimed he was worried his family would
0: get in trouble for his father's
1: Nazi past, so he burned his father's entire pouch of documents. Unless Ringel had a photographic memory, it was unlikely that he really remembered the exact wording of the documents, which made the location of BSCH even more difficult to pinpoint.
0: Over a decade had passed since the disappearance of the Amber Room in 1945. But East German Soviet intelligence agents, known as the Stasi, were still eager to uncover B.S.C.H.'s location. Was B.S.C.H. a location in Königsberg? Or did B.S.C.H. refer to a secret bunker somewhere in Germany?
1: A Stasi agent named Paul Anka was particularly determined to find B.S.C.H but he had nothing to go on beyond the information Rudy Ringel had recalled from his father's letters.
0: Anka carefully checked the train routes and shipping schedules for Königsberg in the early months of 1945.
1: Although others had concluded that it would have been impossible for the Nazis to ship the Amber Room out of Königsberg, Anka realized the Nazis had successfully kept routes out of the city open from February 19th until April 6th or 7th.
0: In other words... Enke was confident that there was enough time for the Nazis to send the Amber Room to safety. Utilizing the information provided by Ringel, Enke became convinced that B.S.C.H referred to a cave or mine in Western Saxony, Germany. In 1976, Enke finally won approval to excavate a mine in Western Germany where he believed he might find the Amber Room. But Enke found nothing and he was kicked off the Amber Room search. Worse still, Anka’s faith in
1: Rudy Ringel turned out to be misplaced. The Stasi investigated Rudy Ringel's claims about his father, trying to find evidence that he truly had hidden the Amber Room. Instead, they made a disappointing discovery. The only thing Ringel's father was in charge of guarding during World War II was a post office.
0: So, it's very likely that nothing Ringel said about his father's letters was true. And since Enka's entire search for the Amber Room revolved around Ringel, he was probably on a wild goose chase the entire time.
1: We may have debunked Ringel's BSCH bunker story, but that doesn't necessarily disprove the theory that the Nazis hid the Amber Room in a bunker or a salt mine. Just that the location wasn't named BSCH.
0: Other investigators continued to search for bunkers and caves in Germany where Nazis could have hidden the Amber Room. And despite Encke's fall from grace over the debunked BSCH theory, he still had a role to play in the search for the missing Amber Room.
1: He would soon team up with a German investigator, George Stein.
0: The most famous man to have hunted for the Amber Room. The man who seemed closest to finding it and the man who may have died because of it.
1: We just called him an investigator, but George Stein wasn't a government official or a professor. He was, in fact, a strawberry farmer from Stella
0: in West Germany. He was also a passionate amateur historian. He spent his free time researching everything he could find about treasures that went missing during World War II.
1: In 1972, Stein discovered that a German museum was secretly keeping a collection of incredibly valuable Byzantine icons that belonged to the Soviet Union.
0: This particular set of icons had been stolen by the Nazis from a monastery in Skov, Russia during World War II and shipped to Germany. The Americans and Germans were supposed to return all of the stolen Russian artwork they found in Germany to the Soviets. However, the Soviets believed that the Americans never sent back all of the Russian artwork they had discovered in Germany during World War II.
1: And at least in this instance, the Soviets were right. George Stein managed to uncover communications between the American government and the director of a German museum, proving that the German museum had accepted the Russian icons from the Americans, even though the icons should have been shipped back to the Soviets.
0: George Stein was able to bring public awareness to the issue through a friend, newspaper reporter Marion Donoff, who wrote an article about the stolen icons. The
1: resulting publicity enabled the return of the Byzantine icons to the Soviet Union. Having successfully found one rare missing artwork from World War II, Stein now turned his attention to the missing Amber Room.
0: But Stasi, that's the East German Soviet Intelligence Service, didn't want George Stein interfering with their independent search for the Amber Room. When Stein started digging around and asking for their files, the Stasi decided that they needed to control the information that Stein was able to access.
1: The Stasi had their agent, Paul Anka, contact Stein under the pseudonym Dr. Paul Kohl. Stein believed that Anka was a senior researcher in eastern Germany. Until late in his life, Stein had no idea that Anka was using a false name or that he was a Stasi agent.
0: After sifting through the information fed to him by Anka, Stein eventually became convinced that the amber room could be found in the West German village of Volprihausen. He shared his theory with the media, hoping to get funding for a dig.
1: Reporters began following his search with great interest. In May of 1979, A Russian reporter and author named Julian Semyonov described Stein as, quote, Europe's most successful Second World War treasure hunter, unquote. Unfortunately, his quest may also have gotten him the wrong kind of attention. In
0: 1982, George Stein called police with a harrowing story.
1: Masked intruders had broken into his house and tortured him, demanding information on the
0: Amber Room. Drugged and beaten unconscious, Stein came to his senses only to discover a mysterious note written in Latin. Quote, if your disgraced servant is white, then Christ should spray his blood. If he is red, Christ should extinguish him. If he is black, Christ should let him die. But what does that mean? Perhaps red was a reference to the Soviets. The color red's connection to communism dates all the way back to the Paris Commune of 1871. The French Revolutionary government employed a red banner, and this color was subsequently adopted by communist governments around the world. The Soviet Union was so closely tied to the color red that their army was commonly known as the Red Army. And during the Russian
1: Revolution, the Red Army was opposed by a nationalistic group known as the White Army. The White Army were anti-communists fighting the Red Bolsheviks. And to round this theory out, there was an anarchist group called the Black Guards, active during the Russian Revolution as well. We can't be sure what the note means, but it's interesting to interpret it within a Russian cultural context.
0: Regardless of what the notes said, the underlying message was clear. No matter what his affiliations were, George Stein was in danger. And the police were unable to find George Stein's attackers.
1: But Stein was undaunted. He continued his search for the Amber Room despite the masked men's threats. And he suffered the consequences. The summer after the intruder's attack, Stein's wife Elizabeth was discovered hanging from
0: the cellar rafters. Did Elizabeth kill herself? Or was Elizabeth's death connected to her husband's search for the Amber Room?
1: Our story will continue in a moment after a brief message.
0: Now our story continues.
1: Decades after World War II, many investigators believed the missing amber room could be found in a secret Nazi bunker. George Stein counted himself among them, but death followed Stein's search for the amber wall panels. In 1983, Stein's wife was found dead in their home.
0: Stein's contacts began to fear that he was in danger. Stein's friend, the writer Julian Semyonov, wrote a letter to Stasi agent Paul Enke warning quote, the matter of George Stein is more complicated. His wife had died, and this had affected him very much, and then somebody, and this has been my feeling, had begun to work against us. I am not going to write anything about this in the letter. Better when we have a chance to meet face to face, end quote.
1: Semyonov was so shaken by the death of Stein's wife, he was worried about the wrong party intercepting and reading his letter.
0: But despite the apparent danger, Stein absolutely refused to give up on his search for the Amber Room. He created a documentary about his theory on the Amber Room's disappearance, which was released on April 16, 1987.
1: Stein was now convinced that the Amber Room was stolen by U.S. soldiers. Did Stein
0: uncover the truth? Stein did a stint in a Hamburg psychiatric hospital in May of 1987. He warned his doctors that he knew dangerous secrets. But Stein's doctors didn't take him seriously.
1: He was in a psychiatric hospital. The doctors probably just believed he was mentally
0: ill. Perhaps. But it seems like Stein was right to be concerned for his safety. Just one week after his documentary aired on April 23, 1987, Stein was admitted to a North German hospital with a grievous stomach wound. Doctors needed to do surgery to repair his colon.
1: We have no information on how Stein got injured or who perpetrated the attack, though we can't help but wonder if Stein was once again assaulted as a result of his investigation into the Amber Room.
0: Not long after he was released, Stein was rushed to a new hospital in Bavaria in June of 1987. Someone had found him in the Starnberg woods, suffering from stab wounds to his stomach. Frustratingly,
1: we once again have no additional information on how Stein ended up in those woods, whether he was attacked or who might have been responsible for stabbing him.
0: Despite nearly bleeding to death from his injuries, Stein refused to be silenced in his quest to find the Amber Room. He wrote to a friend on August 13, 1987, quote, The Amber Room research goes on, and this is the only thing that matters, end quote.
1: But Stein's new doctor, Benno Spleeth, was worried about threats to his patient's life. On August 15, 1987, he wrote, quote, Stein's strategic guideline for his life is to look for much honor, even at the price of large numbers of unwanted enemies, end quote.
0: Just five days later, on August 20th, 1987, in the scenic town of Altdorf, a passerby discovered the sprawled body of a round-faced man, his glasses perched crookedly on his nose. It was George
1: Stein. Someone had once again sliced open Stein's stomach, and these final cuts were fatal. Police never arrested any suspects in Stein's death.
0: Was Stein murdered by the owner of the stolen Amber Room, or did he kill himself?
1: In 2003, a pair of journalists on the trail of the Amber Room uncovered a letter sent after Stein's death on August 25, 1987, by one of the hospitals that treated Stein. The letter stated that before Elizabeth died, Stein had, quote, encouraged his wife to make sacrificial cuts in his abdominal wall using a dissecting scalpel,
0: end quote. The report also mentioned, quote, George Stein had called the police, claiming to have been attacked by knife-wielding masked raiders who warned him off the Amber Room mystery. But he had invented the stories after forcing his wife to perform sadomasochistic acts. End quote.
1: So, Stein forced his poor wife to stab him in the stomach.
0: Not only that, the report indicates that Stein's behavior may have driven his wife to commit suicide.
1: And after his wife died, Stein may have resorted to stabbing himself.
0: Which means that every time that Stein was admitted to a hospital with stomach wounds in the summer of 1987, those wounds were likely self-inflicted.
1: And Stein's death in August of 1987 was most likely not murder, but suicide. We now believe Stein and his wife both killed themselves.
0: But why would Stein frame their suicides as murders? Was it a final desperate bid for lasting fame?
1: If that was Stein's goal, then he succeeded. His death made front page headlines.
0: But if Stein's death is just another red herring, then what does this mean for our theory?
1: I don't think Stein's faulty investigation disproves the theory that the Amber Room was hidden in a bunker or a cave. After all, Treasure hunters still search Germany's mountains for the Amber Room.
0: But Stein's and Enke's failed searches for the bunker demonstrate how fruitless the endeavor has been. You'd think that if the Amber Room was hidden in a Nazi bunker, then someone would have found more definitive evidence of its existence by now.
1: Perhaps. But it's not as easy to search all of Germany and Eastern Europe as it is to search the wreck of
0: one sunken ship like the Wilhelm Gustloff. So I think we can agree that our second theory, that the Amber Room was concealed in a Nazi bunker, is more likely to be true than our first theory about the Wilhelm Gustloff. But there's no definitive evidence to prove either theory.
1: Which means it's time to examine our final theory. In April of 1945, the Amber Room was stolen by Soviet treasure hunters, or destroyed in the fire that consumed Königsberg Castle.
0: To investigate this theory, we need to travel back in time to the war-torn streets of Königsberg. Königsberg had been under siege since August of 1944, when the Royal Air Force bombed the city. The Nazis surrendered control of Königsberg to the Soviets on April 9th of 1945. Soviet trophy
1: brigades, consisting of conscripted artists, curators, and professors, dressed in military uniforms, quickly descended on the city.
0: The brigade members were under orders from the government to seek out valuable artwork to bring back to the Soviet Union. But sometimes, more unscrupulous brigade members kept trophies for themselves. Could one of the trophy brigades combing through Königsberg have stolen the Amber Room?
1: The possibility is there, especially when you examine the behavior of trophy brigade member Colonel Ivanyenko. On April 12th, right after the Soviets took the city, Ivanyenko found records indicating that the Amber Room was in Königsberg Castle.
0: But for some mysterious reason, Ivanyenko didn't send a telegraph to the Soviet Union about the Amber Room until May.
1: Why did Ivanyenko take so many weeks to report back to the Soviet government? Were his fellow trophy brigade members using that extra time to take treasures for themselves from Königsberg Castle?
0: After learning the Amber Room was in Königsberg, the Soviet Union dispatched a professor by the name of Alexander Brusov to Königsberg on May 25th, 1945. His mission? Find and recover the Amber Room.
1: Brusov reached Königsberg on May 31st. Two days later, on June 2nd, he began to search the ruins of Königsberg Castle for the Amber Room.
0: Brussoff found no trace of the Amber Room at Königsberg Castle until June 5th, when he excavated the Knights Hall, which had been ravaged by fire.
1: Brussoff looked around the hall and wrote that he, quote, found bronze hangings from the Sarskoya silo doors, Cornish pieces that could have been in the Amber Room iron strips with bolts, with the help of which, parts of the Amber Room were boxed into crates.
0: Brusov concluded, quote, We should give up looking for the Amber Room, end quote.
1: But this doesn't make any sense. If the Soviets knew for certain that the Amber Room was destroyed, why did they spend the next several decades funding searches for
0: it? Well, Brusov wasn't the only one who searched for the Amber Room in the ruins of Königsberg Castle. Antoly Kuchimov, the young Russian curator who had been responsible for packing up the Amber Room's wall panels back in 1941, was distraught over the loss of the Amber Room. Perhaps he blamed himself for failing to take down the Amber panels before the Nazis arrived, especially since the Nazis dismantled them so easily. Kuchimov
1: was eager to prove that Brusov was wrong, that the Amber Room hadn't been destroyed.
0: A year after Brusov's trip in March of 1946, Kuchimov ventured to Königsberg himself to search for the Amber Room. On March 22, 1946, Kuchimov found even more evidence that the Amber Room had been in the Knights Hall.
1: He uncovered, quote, three totally burned and discolored mosaic pictures from the Amber Room, end quote.
0: These were three of the four colored stone mosaics that Catherine the Great commissioned to decorate the Amber Room in the 1700s.
1: So after finding three of the Amber Room's mosaics burned, Kuchimov must have concluded that Brusov was right. The Amber Room was destroyed in the fire.
0: Not true. Kuchimov wrote, quote, This cannot serve as evidence that the Amber Room was lost in a fire, end quote. Because Kuchimov had only found three out of the four stone mosaics, he believed the Nazis must have smuggled the fourth mosaic out of the castle, along with the rest of the Amber Room.
1: But at that point, why would the Nazis leave three of the mosaics behind if they had time to save everything else?
0: Kuchimov came up with a convoluted theory. He noted that the three panels had been wedged under the stairwell, where there was no room for the crates containing the Amber Room's 12-foot-tall panels. Therefore, the crates must have been stored somewhere else. Weren't they probably just stored somewhere else in the hall? Kuchimov believed that this was impossible because he found no pieces of amber in the Knights Hall. He also found no remnants of the Amber Room's decorative objects, like mirrors that should have been stored alongside the amber panels.
1: So Kuchimov used these three pieces of evidence—no fourth mosaic, no amber pieces, no decorative objects—to draw his conclusion that the Amber Room was hidden in a secret location by the Nazis, possibly in a bunker somewhere
0: in Königsberg. And it was Kuchimov's theory that the Soviet Union latched onto. His conclusion that the Nazis successfully hid the Amber Room— was responsible for spawning the theories and excavations that took place over the next several decades.
1: But none of Kuchimov's evidence holds up under scrutiny. Let's start with his theory that the Amber Room's panels were hidden away along with the surviving stone mosaic. Kuchimov had no way of knowing this in 1946, but his theory about the missing stone mosaic would be proven wrong 50 years later in the summer of 1997. A German man named Hans Achtermann came forward and admitted that he had the fourth stone mosaic. Its authenticity was confirmed, and the mosaic was finally returned to Russia. Hans claimed that his deceased father was one of the Nazi soldiers who helped rip the Amber Room's wall panels from the Catherine Palace in Tsarskoye Silo in the fall of 1941. His father apparently took a liking to one of the stone mosaics and decided to keep
0: it for himself. Which means that the fourth mosaic was never shipped from Russia to Königsberg Castle along with the rest of the Amber Room. But even if Kuchimov's theory about the stone mosaic no longer holds up, what about his theory that he would have found remnants of amber if the Amber Room had burned in a fire? That makes sense, doesn't it?
1: Not really. The fire that destroyed the Knights' hall incinerated the stone mosaics. And those stone mosaics had a much higher melting point than amber. The fire was easily hot enough to turn the amber wall panels
0: into pine-scented smoke. Meaning there would be no pieces of amber left for Kuchimov to find. But what about Kuchimov's final piece of evidence? If the Amber Room was destroyed in a fire, shouldn't he have found the Amber Room's decorative objects? Kuchimov seemed to have forgotten that Soviet soldiers and trophy brigades
1: had an entire year to nab trophies from Königsberg Castle before he arrived in 1946.
0: So the trophy brigade members had plenty of time to take whatever pieces of the Amber Room remained for themselves.
1: And in fact, the theory of Soviet theft is bolstered by Kuchimov's interview with Paul Feierabend, which he conducted on April 2, 1946.
0: Fireabend ran a Nazi restaurant in Königsberg Castle during World War II. During the battle between the Nazis and the Soviets in April of 1945, Feierabend hid in the Knights Hall.
1: The same room where the curator had stored the Amber Room. According to Feyerabend, when Russian troops kicked him out of Königsberg Castle on April 10th, the Knights Hall was in pristine condition.
0: And it was only after fire Abend left and the Soviet army took over the castle that the Knights Hall was destroyed in a fire.
1: If fire Abend was telling the truth, this can mean only one of two things. The Soviet army accidentally started the fire that burned down the Knights Hall and destroyed the Amber Room.
0: Or Soviet soldiers or trophy brigade members stole the Amber Room out of the Knights Hall on April 10th and they set fire to the hole to hide any evidence of their theft.
1: But if the Soviet Union knew that the Amber Room had been taken by Soviet troops or destroyed in a fire, this still doesn't explain why they would waste so much money and spend so many decades looking for the Amber Room. This is where we get into our wildest theory yet. The search for the missing Amber Room might have been nothing more than a Soviet government conspiracy.
0: But what could the Soviets possibly have to gain by perpetuating a hoax about the Amber Room?
1: More than you might think. As we previously discussed, the Soviet Union created trophy brigades during World War II to seize as much valuable European art as possible.
0: The Soviets viewed the art as compensation for the Nazi invasion that cost over 20 million Russian lives.
1: But as World War II drew to a close, the Americans and Europeans began to realize that the Soviet Union was hoarding priceless artwork from all over Europe. As scrutiny increasingly fell on the Soviet Union's trophy brigades, the Soviet government needed to do damage control.
0: The Soviets needed to direct attention away from their trophy brigades and protect their image as victims of Nazi aggression. And the Amber Room stood as a convenient symbol of everything the Russians lost to the Nazis during the war.
1: If the Soviets knew for a fact that their own soldiers, not the Nazis, had stolen or destroyed the Amber Room, they needed to keep that under wraps in order to save face and keep their plunder in Russia.
0: But is that really enough of a reason for the Soviets to create a fake story about the Amber Room? A story that they were willing to back up with decades of expensive excavations?
1: Let's take another look at that article, first published by the Soviet reporter Dmitriev in 1958. He claimed he was part of a secret excavation team that searched for the Amber Room in 1949. Dmitriev's article helped spawn the rumors that the Amber Room was hidden in a secret Nazi bunker. But here's the catch. Not only was Dmitriev never involved with any excavations in Königsberg, Dmitriev never even existed.
0: A pair of investigative journalists researching the lost Amber Room discovered that Dmitriev was the secret pen name of Venyamin Krolevsky, the secretary of the Kaliningrad Communist Party, a high-ranking Soviet government official. This may sound like a conspiracy theory, but it's true.
1: The journalists uncovered a report in which Venyamin Krolevsky was identified by his pseudonym, Vladimir Dmitriev. This means that the 1959 article about the search for the Amber Room, allegedly written by a Soviet reporter named Vladimir Dmitriev, was actually written by a government official.
0: In other words, it was the Soviet government that planted the story about the missing Amber Room. They were controlling the narrative all along to keep the blame squarely on the Nazis.
1: And with the Soviet government overly eager to pin the missing Amber Room on the Nazis, no one bothered to investigate the Soviet Trophy Brigade members and soldiers who could have potentially smuggled the Amber Room out of Königsberg Castle and back to Russia.
0: Where for all we know, the Amber Room might remain hidden to this day. Treasure hunters continue to scour the mountains and caverns of Germany and Eastern Europe, hoping they will be the ones to discover the Amber Room in a secret Nazi bunker. But does the bunker really exist? Or is the entire story of the missing Amber Room, the fabrication of a Soviet government infamous for its clever spy craft and manipulation of the press? Do descendants of Nazi commanders know where the room lies buried? Or do the Russian descendants of Soviet soldiers know the real fate of their country's lost treasure. I think this is the most likely
1: theory. By accident or design, the Soviets are responsible for the disappearance of the Amber Room from Königsberg in 1945.
0: Agreed. But even though we think it's unlikely that the Nazis successfully hid the Amber Room, they still bear the most responsibility for the room's tragic disappearance. After all, They were the ones who stole the Amber Room from Russia in the first place.
1: That's true. We may never find the Amber Room in a Nazi bunker, but perhaps the amber wall panels will be discovered in the attic of a long-dead Soviet soldier. Or perhaps a young Russian will uncover a great-grandparent's diary detailing the mysterious sequence of events surrounding the fire that destroyed the Knights Hall.
0: Unless someone decides to share their secrets... We'll never truly know.
1: Thanks for tuning in to Gone. If you like the show, you can subscribe for more episodes on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcast directory. While you're there, we'd really appreciate a five-star review. It seems simple, but it really helps our show.
0: What do you think happened to the Amber Room? You can tell us your theories on Facebook and Instagram, at Parcast, on Twitter, at Parcast Network, or at Parcast.com. A new episode comes out next week. Just because something
1: is missing doesn't mean it can't be found.
0: Gone was created by Max Cutler, is a production of Cutler Media, and is part of the Parcast Network. It is produced by Max and Ron Cutler. Sound design by Ron Shapiro, with production assistance by Paul Mahler. Additional production assistance by Maggie Admeyer and Carly Madden. Gone is written by Jeanette Manning and stars Molly Brandenburg and Richard Rossner.